Hey, welcome to Rent Stream of Consciousness, or something. Another show you say? Sure I say. How about weird facts for your noggin? So grab a vanilla cupcake, don't look at the ingredients, sit back and relax. The show starts, now. Hi guys, welcome back. Uh, it's yet again another show of, oh I don't know, I guess I'll call this one Weird Facts. Um, first fact being, I've run out of ideas. Second fact being, I recently got a cool new order to send uh, a weird fact a day, right? And um, I am really good at knowing slash finding strange and weird facts, right? Uh, so because of that, it's been quite the fun one, uh, not gonna lie. Uh, I guess I can do like a little bit of a tour of the weird facts I have found here. And we shall see how that goes. Alright, so my first weird fact, right, was did you know that it's illegal in Texas to own more than six sex toys? Uh, though there has been only a few cases where that law has been used, and but it's never been like formally repealed. Um, also, the, the second fun fact, which means that in Texas you're more controlled on the sex toys than you are on deadly instruments of war. Um, so, a weird factoid about that fact is that one of the cases that was prosecuted was a married woman who tried to sell uh, a couple, a, well the couple was in fact an underground, not underground, undercover uh, cop. Um, tried to sell the undercover cop uh, a vibrator and she had more than six sex toys. Obviously that is a heinous crime and we can't let that be allowed. So she got prosecuted as a sex offender. Uh, it got dropped and she didn't get charged or like filed with it or anything so that's good. The other case uh, that I was able to find about this one was a kid who was working at a sex store. Like a, like a normal toy store, and uh, not, not normal toy store. Normal for me, and a toys in terms of my type of toys. Um, he was working, and then the cops raided the damn place, and the poor, like, 18, 19 year old dude was going to be charged as a sex offender and put on the sex offender list for working at a sex shop in Texas. Uh, I believe it was Lubbock, Texas, Te Texas, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Anyways, that's a that's a weird one. Uh, the the fact that got this whole thing started was I was talking with my my dom and um, my my beta, and um, we we were talking. I'm like, hey guys, did y'all know that? Um, the reason why mummies are rare is because we ate them? Yeah, uh, we ate the mummies, so now they're gone. The story behind that one is the fact that whenever we started to find mummies, well, we've been finding mummies forever. What happened was is that the British started doing, you know, their thing, right? And tourism from the British became like a, a big thing, like a, you know, take a few years to go travel the world and such. So you know like the stereotypical like a uh, safari kind of guy in era? You know like Tarzan kind of thing? Uh, and that, those kind of people were going to Egypt where they would sell mummies. 
and the these uh, British people would put powdered mummy all over the place and eat the damn things. So they people would find mummies, round the fuckers up, powder them, and you'd use that as a cool thing. Yeah, mummy penises were especially like sought after and such, which is kind of disturbing. Um, but yeah, we we ate the mummies. We, we, we ate the mummies. It's kind of assumed at this point that we have eaten at least one, like, pharaoh. And it has to have happened. One of the pharaohs has to have been eaten. It's one of those things, you know? So anytime the people who are in some way British try to make fun of weird things people are doing, like weird things people are eating, like rhino horns and stuff like that, we can remind them that they ate mummies. They were like, ooh, look at this dead guy. I'ma go eat some old man jerky, right? Mmm, dusty, salt salting little bit of mm, ancient Egyptian. You know, what? Y'all eat mummies, guys. Well, it, it was because they were like, well, since it lasts this long, it'll make us last longer. No, it, it, it won't. I don't know what the health benefits or not benefits of eating mummy would be, to be completely honest. Like, what are the ramifications of eating old person mummified, right? But think about, like, all the history that was lost because we ate the damn things, you know? Because we ate them. I can't state the fact that we ate the mummies enough. Uh, the second one that I mentioned in my little group chat kind of thing was um, the Roman festival that gave February its name, Lupercalia, might be the way you say it, I'm totally butchering that, but we're going to go with it, was a fertility festival where the goat sacrifice was made at the uh, this temple, right? They would cut strips of skin off of the sacrifice goat, uh, that, well, uh, the f and made little like crops or flogs or whatever, maybe paddles, some kind of hitting instrument, right? And uh, it was those things were called febura, feb, feb, febura. And um, yeah, so these these priests would strip down naked, grab one of these goat flogs, and start racing through the damn streets, hitting any and all women they could get their hands on with these flogs. And uh, it was believed that this would cause childbirth to go easier, that they would make people more fertile, that would help them have healthier children, stuff like that. So depending on what the woman would want, it said that they would line up in the streets like um, beggars holding their hands out to get thwopped with, uh, by the naked old men with uh, goat flogs. Another one of them would start dashing through the streets trying to hide from these naked old men chasing them with flogs because they don't want no babies. No babies for them, right? Um, so that one's weird. The fact that we're like, ah, yes, February. Also, that's, um, it's what some people believe, why February is like the month of love and stuff like that. Not only because we kind of look at nature and like, oh, look at all these things screwing around February. I guess tis the season, you know. But, um, yeah, we kind of dulled down that whole tradition, you know. We don't, don't quite see naked men floggings happening publicly anymore. Um, which is probably for the best. 
to be honest. Now that that is coming from me, you know, me. Now, public vlogging could be fun if it was the right person. Not gonna lie, that kind of sounds cool and all. But uh, I would not want it to be naked old goatman. Here's your fertility swaps, you know. Let's let's leave that out of it. Um, the another weird fact that I did was about Kellogg, you know, like Kellogg cereal. That the whole thing is screwed up, right? So Kellogg's founder was absolutely insane. The reason why original cornflakes were so like basic and like tasteless wasn't because that was like the the taste of the time, right? It kind of was. But um, the original cornflakes did not have that sugar coating, by the way. That is to our personal taste. Um, was because Kellogg thought if the food was too invigorating, right? Uh, that the quote was believed in foods that would not excite the passions. So Kellogg was an absolute prude and thought if we had good food, we would be constantly uh, wanking our junks, right, and getting off. And he couldn't have us being ungodly like that. So what he would do is he would make a big old bowl of Kellogg's cornflakes, go to a sanitarium, and give out Kellogg Sanitarium Health Food Company products. He would go give food to people to stop them from being chronic masturbators, or you know how the time was. If a lady touched her genitals once and someone heard about it, she was honestly a, a chronic masturbator and a nymphomaniac and had to be sent to the sanitarium. So people would just go along with it, right? Oh yeah, the cereal, man. Ever since I tried this cereal, I haven't jerked it once. I feel so much better. Can I go home to my family now? You know? So that was the whole thing. Um, yeah, he was also a firm believer, believer in something called uh, special hobbles, which was a device that young women would wear to keep them from spreading their legs. Uh, he was also a fan of chastity belts and other chastity devices. Um, kind of makes you wonder if Kellogg wore a cock cage, if we want to talk about that. Did Kellogg wear a cock cage? Hmm. But, um... The, the way we got our foods was like, you know, like the current cereal wasn't from Kellogg, the guy that made the cereal. It was Kellogg's brother who went, yo, you're fucking crazy, man. And like got made like an actual cereal company with it. Um, keep in mind now the cornflakes person, uh, Tony the Tiger, is honestly probably one of the most yift creatures there are out there. Which is irony at its finest. Because if we want to talk about, like, uh, yeah. So, uh, pure and chase cereal that stops you from wanking your nuts. Uh, has had one of the most sexualized uh, tigers ever. And that's some cosmic justice, you know. And um, I was joking that, of course, I came out as messed up as I did. Because my favorite cereal was Fruit Loops, guys. There's no way I could be a chase individual with Fruit Loops being my main go. God no, that is, that's immoral. Here's another one I thought was pretty cool. Same on the like the food uh, role and idea, right? Seven Up used to be called Bib Label Lithium Lithinated uh, Lemon Lime Sodas. That was because until the 50s, it contained lithium as an active ingredient. 
The branding leaned heavily on the fact that it would stabilize the mood, as lithium has been used as a mood stabilizer for decades. And beyond that, it was quoted to cure hangovers, upset stomach, and even, uh, you know, like erectile dysfunction. Weird one. Um, Seven referred to the atomic math, uh, mass of uh, lithium, and up referred to the up in mood. So we all kind of knew that coke had cocaine in it for a bit. I did not know about the whole lithium and 7-Up, and also like where the name came from, because obviously, you know, coke, coke, um, but yeah, 7-Up was a mood stabilizer. Lithium is also still used for like manic, like depression, and other like, well, mood stabilizers. It's still used as one, though not as much anymore, it's still, because it does like some other weird things to you. Um, but uh, if needs be, it can totally still be used. It kind of makes you wonder, right? If if lithium used to be so cheap that they put it in damn sodas, right? Why why do people have to have all these health cares and still pay out of pocket for the, it, the whole thing? Don't get me started on how we treat mental health, health itself, or any kind of... Ugh. It's a whole thing. Um... Also, this is something I found out. Now, the documentation on this was a little bit more scant than I would like, but it's probably because it's a law that legitimately hasn't been used since the Middle Ages. Um, Iceland has a legal penis size. Yeah. Um, three inches while hard is the smallest a man can be to legally marry in uh, Iceland. It comes from a case where a woman, upon finding life unsatisfactory, took her new husband back to the damn church to get the wedding annulled because he was a little bit on the smaller side. Um, there's actually also a documentary about it called The Final Member. If, you, if you're curious and bored, that's the whole thing. Um, it also, it, this isn't just only in Ireland, or about Iceland. I keep saying Ireland. Um, I don't know why. Something about Ireland makes me think about... Anyways. Um, this was kind of common, right? Uh, like, small penis sizes in medieval times. Because if you think about it, if, if, it, if it was a little bit sh on a smaller side, you probably wouldn't be able to have kids easily. And that's kind of like what you needed back then to keep the family going. So, um... Yeah, they would have, there was a couple practices where you would just have to get hard while some midwives and such were looking at you. And if it was smaller than three inches, you straight up wouldn't be marriage material. So, sad story. Uh, um, there were some jokes flying around, like what if his, like if his dick was 2.9 inches, but he had like a little bit of foreskin, would that count? Possibly, I guess, but you're kind of skirting the line there, buddy. Um, here's a weird one. Also kind of disturbing. There's a carving at Belfry in Ghent that depicts a man sucking on a titty, right? Uh, the story is that a man was convicted to die unless he could prove, unless he could prove his innocence by surviving without food for at least 40 days. So he was put in the cell. He was only allowed visitors, among which was his daughter that visited him every day. Um, and for 40 days, he only had water and no food. And then he strolled out alive. And everyone's like, well, I guess the gods say that he isn't guilty because look, he's alive and he's pretty healthy. And then they started thinking like, wow, how, 
how was he alive, right? And so it turns out his daughter that was visiting him every single day was a wet nurse. This man was sucking on his daughter's titties to live. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the story. Uh, a man was sucking on his uh, daughter's boobies to live. There's a picture of it. Um, do, do, do. Let's see what other facts I have. Oh, here's one. Um, in ancient Egypt, people would prove their battle prowesses by presenting the penises of their slain enemies. The custom uh, used to be the hands of the enemies, but people cheated by not only showing men's hands, but also the women's. And that's not really good ba like battle prowess, that's just you chopping off a woman's hands, that ain't fair. So Ramses III uh, was the one who changed it to being uh, penises and foreskins. Uh, and documents tell that Ramses III had 12,535 to the number. Uh, foreskins from all of his numerous victories and there are even pictures depicting his giant mound of penises. So, um, dicks or it didn't happen is a valid phrase in Egypt, apparently. Ancient Egypt. Um, oh, I won this battle. Dicks or it didn't happen, bruh. So, uh, it makes me kind of wonder if we should count things like that now. Like, oh yeah, I slept with this guy last night. Dicks or it didn't happen. Um, also, this one's kind of a little bit more common, uh, ruin your day material currently. If the vanilla extract you use doesn't say from vanilla beans, it comes from beaver ass. It comes from a beaver's butt. The chemical compound used in vanilla flavoring and scents come from the anal glands of beavers. Castorum is a substance that is produced by a beaver's castor sac, which is found between the pelvis and the base of the tail. So if it doesn't say from vanilla beans, I'm sorry, you're getting a different type of beans in your vanilla. It is not the best thing ever and I wouldn't recommend. So now, anytime, anytime you get vanilla things, I would check and see where the vanilla comes from or you might be sucking on beaver butt. Mm. I had a underwhelming one, uh, underwhelming fact about the times that the CIA considered sending, sending the Soviets condoms that were labeled small when they were like magnum size just to convince them that we had big dongs I guess cuz that will that'll prove the Soviets wrong that we had big dinglings god why 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 who of all the things right you're a giant organization who has underground people all over the place and you're trying to think of ways to get back at the mans, right? Or the different mans. And you're like, bro, what if our penises were like really big and they had like small peepees? Then they totally wouldn't fight us because our peepees were so big and they would be scared of our big peepees. What kind of dude logic is that? No, stop. Ugh. And then, um, 
Then we changed it to weird, like, mythology and religious facts, which I am beyond down with because I know way too much about random, like, mythologies and religions, like Greek mythology, Roman mythology, stuff like that. I am so down to talk about this whole thing. I love talking Greek and Roman mythology. Mostly, like, the weird transition, like, how they went from Greek to Roman, right? Like, I know how, but, like, the, what they did to the different religions, like, um, how they got, uh, Athena to Diana, right? What they did to her, how they nerfed her because they wanted the women to be a little bit, the whole thing. But, so, I started off with Egyptian this time. Uh, Amit, and of course I'm gonna say everything wrong, uh, was a demoness and goddess in ancient Egyptian religion that the body was the head of a of uh, the head of a crocodile, the torso of a lion, and the rump of a hippopotamus, because they were the three like deadly man chompers. Because have you ever seen a hippo run? They run fast. They have giant mouth and they are terrifying. I am terrified of hippos and they kill like so many people. Um, so she lived by the scales of justice in the underworld, right? And so the, one of the reasons why people were mummified the way they were, their hearts were play, like done and super specially, because um, the heart of you would be weighed against the tr uh, feather of truth, and if you were a good person, it wouldn't, it would pass this scale, right? It would be, I believe, even or something like that. And if it was heavier than the feather of truth. This little monstrosity would eat your heart and you would die for a second time, never be reborn, and be tormented for all eternity. But like, the drawings are like super cute. And he has like tiny little, tiny little feetsies and big old chompers. I don't know, it's adorable. Anyways, there's a podcast. Whole bunch of useful things. A lot of it disturbing. And um, I got a new mic, so we'll see how I like this one. It's a little bit more sensitive, which could be a good thing, but I don't have to hold it and I don't have it on a popsicle stick. It's a whole story. Um, so you guys have a wonderful day and I hope to talk to y'all soon. Stay safe. Bye bye now. Stay wild. Stay kinky. Stay you.